in a world covered by endless water. People are forced to eke out a living on the small patches of land that remain above the sea. The people of this world rely on ancient technology driven by quantum refractors, a powerful energy source. These refractors lie in ancient ruins underground and in the sea and are sought out by explorers called diggers. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier, here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And this week, Billy will not be joining us, but he should be back next week for whatever amazing game we cover. But he means he's going to miss out on one of the uh, more interesting takes of the, the Mega Man series, Mega Man Legends for the Sony PlayStation. But before we get to that, Jeremy, what have you been playing since last episode? Well, I know Billy ain't here, but it, but if he was here... Uh, he would be talking about Destiny 2, which is also what I've been playing. Um, it's it's really good. I mean, if you play Destiny, uh, the, the very first one, uh, it's it's a lot like that. But, you know, there's uh, they've changed a lot to it. And I know there's a lot of people that think that or are saying that it's more of an expansion than an actual sequel. Um, I would I would maybe say that this is closer to a sequel for me. Uh, as far as the amount of stuff they've actually put in it, um, there is there's a lot more content in this one uh, than there was in the in the first one. I feel like anyway, because I remember when I beat the first Destiny, I was kind of like, what do I do now? You know, there there really wasn't anything else uh, for me to to kind of do. Um, but this one, like um, when I beat it, it was just like there's a ton of crap that I can just still go and do, and it, it was almost kind of overwhelming. Uh, just a lot of side missions I never got to. Um, it, 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 there just seems to be a lot more to do this time. And um, I know me, me and Billy's been playing through some of the strikes and everything, trying to get up, uh, get our light levels up to so we can do the raids. Uh, but so far, I'm, ha I'm having a lot of fun with it. I could see why, you know, if you didn't like the first Destiny, you're not going to like this one much. I mean, it plays the exact same. Um, it's basically got the same exact enemies that it had in the last one. Uh, there's a lot of it that, that's the same, but it really feels more like maybe, uh, well, it's been said to death, but Destiny 2 is maybe the game that the first Destiny should have been. And uh, I, I can definitely see that. So uh, if, if you were a fan of the first Destiny, I, I would say definitely pick up Destiny 2 because it is, uh, it's a lot more of that first game and, and a lot better. You guys were trying to get me to get started. I'd never played the first one, um, but just the idea that it's, some sort of time-consuming MMO, even if it's in, in a short burst of a, an hour or less, I still don't know if I have the time to make that work effectively. I mean, that, that's been my problem with any multiplayer game lately. It's, you know, if I need to have set times to play with other people, it's not happening. So <laughs> unless people are playing at 8 a.m., I'm not going to be able to meet up too often. Well, since last show, I've been, uh, you know, I was playing a lot of, I did get that, that uh, Hey Pikmin for the 3DS, and I'm still playing through my Final Fantasy 13 playthroughs. Uh, but since last episode, I grabbed the uh, Metroid Samus Returns remake of Metroid 2 that came out. It's excellent. I don't know if you played Metroid 2 at all. I know it was one of the ones I had considered doing as an episode for the show, uh, but we haven't. And uh, it, it's, it's definitely a good remake, but it is totally... They've definitely added a lot to it. It's, I think the general layouts are kind of the same, but 
uh, and, and the general idea of the game, which is hunting down Metroids, uh, is, is exactly the same. But the, they added a whole lot of new things to the game. For example, a, a, it's a, I forget what they call it. It's like Ether Power or Aeon Power or something. But it's a yellow, um, almost like a magic bar. And you get different suit powers that you can take out and use that magic bar. The first one you get is an ability where like this, this orb shoots out from you and it kind of maps the area around you, both on your screen, so you can see if walls are breakable or not, uh, or also on your map. But there are definitely parts of the game where I'm at now where that no longer works. I don't know if it's... It's supposed to, you know, what the story is for why it doesn't work. It just stopped working at some point as I got into a deeper part of the dungeon. But uh, there's other pictures, other powers that have taken up that use anyway. There's kind of like an energy shield that will let you use that energy as life as long as you have the shield up to to help with some of these bosses. Because I don't know if you played Metroid 2 before, but it's pretty brutal. It's it's fun. I mean, Metroid, the original Metroid's brutal as well. But this seems like a lot of the stuff hits you here takes off a fourth of your life pretty quickly. So having that extra energy shield is a, a huge hit. Uh, but otherwise, just having a nice new, as far as I'm concerned, new, concerned, new 2D Metroid is probably the best thing that's happened in 2017. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't even have a 3DS anymore. So I'm just, this is like one of the main reasons I actually want to go out and get, and get a, another 3DS. Uh, my last one kind of shit out on me a couple of years ago, and I never, I never bought another one. But man, I, I could really go for a new 2d Metroid right now. I, I never even played a Metroid two back on the game boy. So, uh, this would, this would actually be a new Metroid for me. So that I, I, I would love, uh, to, to go out and spend some cash on that, but I, I don't really have it at the moment. Uh, but as soon as I do, maybe, uh, maybe I'll, that will be the first game that I grab for it. It, I mean, it's a good remake and it, it's a good enough of a remake that I finished Metroid two in the last four or five years when I was, clearing through my backlog to try to go through games I had that I've never actually finished, and that was one of the like top ten that I had to finish. And even though I've played it fairly recently, this still feels like a, a brand new game. There's just definitely the, the storyline and the the general, you know, the start and the feel of it is very Metroid 2, but it's faster. The original Metroid 2 is, because it's Game Boy speed, is not a mm-hmm. fast game. Uh, and this is definitely a, a good, fast Metroid. They added some new abilities in uh, to kind of like smack enemies away when they come close to you, and then it there's certain enemies if you do that first is the only way you can really effectively hurt them. It's, it's a good remake. But uh, this podcast, not about Metroid Samus Returns. This podcast is about Mega Man Legends for the Sony PlayStation. Now, everyone's played Mega Man games. I'm sure you've played... Well, you already said that Mega Man 8 is your favorite, which is the most ridiculous thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> it's, it's it's the best. I, I will not back down. But the, the original... I mean, I, I go up to 8, but really 1 through 6, uh, are the NES version of Mega Man, specifically 1, 2, and 3, are classics. And I don't know if I could pick all three of them to be in my top 10, but if I kind of combined all those first those first three Mega Mans into one game, it's it's probably number three on the list of all-time NES games for me. Uh, it'd be hard for me to pick one, and I don't want to have my top ten list be four Mega Man games and, you know, Zelda. So, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a, those are great games. And I mean, every, the, the basic games, I don't want to explain 
too much into Mega Man. I'm assuming you at least know a little bit, but it's a side-scrolling action game where the levels are not in a set order. You get to, to after the first level normally, you get to go to different boss level, like different levels with a different boss at the end of each one. You can pick the order you want. As you fight those bosses, you get those weapons you can use that help you, and it makes it so other bosses may be easier to defeat. Uh, and then eventually you, you take on Dr. Wily in every single Mega Man. It's wonderful. They're, they're perfect level design, great music. Uh, and, and honestly, even in the PlayStation, that Mega Man 8 was a PlayStation game. It came out in 1996. I think it was the 20th anniversary of, of the Mega Man series when they put that out as well. And it was a 2D action Mega Man that looked, that looked like you remember the Nintendo ones looking. It, it didn't look anything like Nintendo. It looked a lot <laughs> cleaner and better. But in your mind, if you didn't have an NES next to you to play it, you're like, this, is, this reminds me of how those Mega Mans look. It doesn't look any different. No, it looks amazing, but it's the same kind of art style and the same kind of game. But it's, that, that's an example of building a new version of an old game, just like this Metroid remake they just put out. It's, it's a great game, but it's not breaking the rules of Metroid. It's still a 2D exploration game. And Mega Man 8 was a... You know, a 2D Mega Man game, just a lot prettier with some terrible voiceover work. So yeah, uh, <laughs> we're going to get into Mega Man Legends voices in a bit, but uh, th- those voices in in Mega Man Eight are are a, are a special kind of bad. It, it, I think a lot of the and you brought this up, I think uh, on the, on the discussion channel ahead of time for this, but uh, a lot of the, the voices in the early Capcom PlayStation games uh, had a lot to. Uh, a lot to a lot missing, a lot of, of emotion missing, a lot of skill and reading, I think. And I don't know if it's just the U.S. versions because I don't know and understand Japanese, but the U.S. overdubs on those games are terrible. And uh, and yes, Mega Man Eight had that problem, and so will the game we're going to talk about now, Mega Man Legends. Uh, Mega Man Legends is a, a an attempt to take the Mega Man franchise into a 3D world set. Uh, a lot of games did this, unfortunately, in the PlayStation, uh, you know, 32-bit era, and most of them are colossal failures. I mean, there's there's the ones that worked perfectly. You know, Mario 64, a, a perfect version of taking a game you like and adding some things to it, putting it in a third dimension, and it's amazing. Uh, there are definitely some games that, that didn't fail at it too horribly. For every, you know, good Mario, you've got a Bubsy or Earthworm Jim 3D uh, that just shit all over the bed. So Meg, taking Mega Man into a third dimension was a concerning game for me at the time. I remember thinking... Uh, I don't know if this is going to work. And then you look at the screenshots, and it's that PlayStation blocky 3D that's just not super appealing. And, and then when you see the, I think the, the dungeon levels were what they kind of shut off at first. They're really drab looking. Everything's brown and gray. Uh, first first impressions of this game were not not great. It didn't sell very well. It uh, my I bought it when it was new, and I remember taking it home and playing a little bit and thinking, hmm... This may be one of those games I return, uh, but I'll give it a few <laughs> more days to see. Did you play this before uh, we played it for this podcast? Uh, yeah, totally. I, I, I'm kind of like you. The first time I, I saw it was in Game Fan Magazine, and I was like, well, you know, this is, you know, it, it looks interesting. Uh, and, you know, Game Fan Magazine, they they were notorious for for hyping every single game up that, that was in that magazine. They were almost as bad as GamePro, um, especially if it kind of had like an anime uh, style to it or or just you know, just kind of off kilter or something like that. They they once said that uh, that weird submarine game uh, was was an amazing masterpiece where you literally just swim around it in a submarine and and hit fish in the face with it. That's all you did the entire game. Um, but yeah, they really hyped this one up um, really hard. So when I saw it at the store to rent it, I I instantly grabbed it up and brought it home. And it's a weird game. 
You know, I, I still to this day don't really know what I think about it. There's a lot of things I like about it, uh, but there's just as many things that even back then I, I didn't like and have aged even worse over time. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't anything that, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest Mega Man fan back in the day, especially when the PlayStation rolled around. And like you said, you know, 2D games right back then were, were passe as soon as the PlayStation hit. Everything had to be 3D. And of course, Mega Man eventually had to do it as well. And I'll give Capcom credit. It's it's a really neat uh, idea, you know, and what they did, this, this kind of weird uh, action RPG that Mega Man Legends is. Um, but, you know, even back then, I was just like, this is this is a really weird game. It It is a weird game. It's a, it's taking the idea of Mega Man and completely throwing everything you've originally said about Mega Man, aside from that he has a gun arm, out the window. Uh, he's still blue. He has a gun arm. But other than that, it's a whole new backstory they create for the 3D version of Mega Man. Uh, he doesn't get powers by defeating other robots and taking the powers from him. Uh, the level, the levels aren't in a random order. In fact, it's, I mean, there's a little bit of, of open worldness, but generally you're still kind of on a, on a track to hit certain things at certain times. Um, it, it's, it's an interesting way to make your franchise go in 3D, but I think it's the right choice in this case. I think if they would have tried to make a standard Mega Man game, quote, in a third dimension, it would have been, uh, awful because the, the biggest piece for the original Mega Man's that, that make it punishing and terrible and, and amazing at the same time. I mean, terrible in a, in a frustrating way, but but a great game to play, is the jumping and the, and the platforming is spot on in the original Mega Man's. But if you had to do that in the 3D world, is is unfortunately terrible. There's only a handful of games that can do it properly, even now, uh, where I think a, a good 3D platformer, there aren't many that really get the platforming down as tight as a good 2D platformer. Yeah, and this is definitely not a 2D platformer or even trying to be a 3D platformer. This is, uh, you know, if if you were going to, to sit in that, that boardroom and say, okay, you know, we're going to take everything that made Mega Man great and we're going to throw it out the window and we're going to make this game instead. Like it is the, almost the complete opposite of, of what those super tight, awesome you know, level designs, just everything that made those old Mega Man's great. It's, you know, this is not it. This is, it, it's got its own things that make it really great and, and neat. But all of those important things that a Mega Man fan would want in a Mega Man game, uh, it is not in this one. No, it, it's not at all. In this game, uh, you're really only stuck on, on it's got an over, like an overworld exploration map, but it's a pretty small overworld exploration map, and it's all around the town of Catalox after you crash land at the very beginning. You get to go through like an introductory kind of how-to-play dungeon, but after that, uh, you know, you crash land on, on Catalox, and then the only mission you have is to go out and find equipment and money to, to fix your ship so you can leave Catalox. But Catalox, as a town, is almost like going to a... <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's like a cartoony kid city. walk in and, and immediately it's like you, you walk into a row of shops. Uh, each of the shops, I didn't know it for the first six hours or so of the game that I played, but you can go inside all of those shops. Mm-hmm. That You can go inside, there's like a, a music store and a flower store. They don't do a damn thing. The music store actually is kind of, I guess, the, the sound test for the game. Uh, but 
because you can go to different parts of the wall and play different themes from the game. But other than that, you can't buy anything there. In the flower store, you just talk to a girl who's like, I like to sell flowers. You're like, well, that's an interesting waste of time, Konami, or Capcom. <laughs> Capcom, let's try. And uh, time, also Capcom. home to the, uh, the most accurate uh, can-kicking physics in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the... <laughs> Yeah, that, that's Mega Man can kick in this, you, along with your regular uh, shooting your gun and jumping like Mega Man can. You you get a kick feature that, as far as I can tell, is really only used to kick cans. Uh, there there must be another use for it in the game somewhere, but <laughs> but all I did was was to kick cans and trash cans. Uh, and yeah, when you kick it, it flies across, and and you get to spend a lot of time on it actually if you want to. Uh, but after you go through the the introduct, you know, the little town shop area, and you get to the rest of the town, it's just a big open boxy building town where none of the buildings do anything they have doors but you not you go up to the doors to try to open them it's it, people say things like oh they're out of town today guess you'll have to come back later it's yeah and this this is a uh, the world that they made for it uh is is kind of you know it's big for the time and uh it, it's it's pretty expansive uh for for those early playstation days or when this did come out uh, but there's just uh, there's besides the the shop area where you can go into all of those those little shops and they've got some neat little things here and there. Once you get out of that, there's not much going on uh, besides a few enemies and, and some characters that you can talk to. And that area you were talking about, uh, the town area, seems more reserved for like boss fights and, and little side missions here and there more so than than anything like an actual town would be used for. Well, and there's definitely some some boss fights. Again, this this doesn't have. The standard Mega Man order, where you go through a level and you fight a boss, you can go through a level and you fight a boss. This is much more set up like a, like an open world story game. So after the first few missions, where you kind of wander around the the area and get used to to the town you're in, you find the, um, the essentially the dungeons of the game are uh, all located outside of this town in these little dome buildings you can find, and eventually they kind of all tie together in some neat ways, but. Uh, it basically makes a network underneath the, the island that you're on of these uh, 3D dungeons that I think are a lot more like role-playing game dungeons than an action game dungeon. There are monsters down there. There's a few monsters outside, but not really, and, and it's not random encounter monsters. It's like an event. In the overworld, the only enemies you see are the pirates. Uh, the the bad guys, for what seem like the bad guys, at least, at the start of the game, are the, the Bond brothers, I think they're called. Uh, it's... Uh, Diesel, uh, doesn't matter. It's three robots mm -hmm. with the last name Bond, B-O-N-N-E, and the Tron Bond is the female robot that you have the most interaction with as Mega Man. You run into her several times, you talk to her, she seems kind of puzzled as who you are. Um, in, in a weird way, I think she's supposed to be Mega Man's love interest in the game. Because, mm -hmm. uh, again, these are all new characters. They don't use the standard characters from Mega Man. In, in the other Mega Man games, Mega Man was created by Dr. Light, and then you, all his robots were sabotaged. You have to go fight them to get, get them back for Dr. Light, and Dr. Wily's always the bad guy. They added some other characters later on. His, there's Roll, who's like a helper robot. Uh, there was, what was the, the guy with the dog? Face in trouble. Uh, th this game throws all that out the window, so the only character that you'd recognize is Roll, but it's not really the same character Roll. It's just another character named Roll who happens to be your female companion that's with you, but she's more or less your sister, kind of. Uh, your adopted sister, I guess, because you were adopted, because, uh, again, your backstory based on the book is not that you were created by Dr. Light, but that you were found as an infant by this old man who then raised you along with his granddaughter, and now you run around as diggers who go to through the world to find uh, crystals to power 
your ancient technology and robots that have been built. That is the backstory to the Mega Man Legends that starts the whole game off. Well, this uh, Capcom's got a story to tell with, they, with this game. Uh, they they really, you know, this game has a lot of story to it. Uh, you know, when I said more like an action RPG, it really does go all out with the with the storytelling in this game. It has a ton of cutscenes. Uh, it has a ton of dialogue. Even when you're out running around, I swear to God, fifty percent of the the game when you're just out playing it yourself has a, a text box uh, up at the top of the screen with a story dialogue going on. It is, it is all over the place. Um, but it, it's not bad. You know, it, it's charming and kind of a nineties kids anime kind of way, but it, it, there is, there's maybe more story here than what needs to be here. They built an amazing universe for the Mega Man yes. legend series. It's, it's actually way bigger than this game would, would point at. You can see where they're starting to, to kind of pull away the little bit you know to let you see pictures of the larger story in this game. But on its own, this game in a box, you would never know how big this world could be. Uh, the, the, there were some sequels that kind of get in that more. But even by the end of this game, you can see, oh, wow, they really are hinting at something bigger here. Um, this game, uh, you, you know, you said a lot about how you're talking a lot of the time, and there is a lot of, of story that's there. I think you hit it right on that it's a, a 90s kids anime feel, but it's almost too much. Like, yes, it's almost insulting in many parts. I'm playing this now and I'm like, you know, they really it's like everything is the most basic. Like if a 40, if you're trying to explain this game to an eight year old, they'd understand it. Like, that's how it's that's how the story is built. So they have all these other themes they're aiming at. And everything's just like, well, I don't know, Doctor. We better go that way, over there to where the light is. And you're like, oh, my God. It just goes on nonstop. I mean, you, when you have your fight in town, which is early on in the game, there's a fight in the big part of town, which is where basically all those buildings that do nothing can be destroyed fairly easily and are. Mm. Um, you know, that even that, the mayor's just like, help, the pirates are attacking our city. And then Mega Man's like, I better go save the pi- the, the city from these pirates. And that's that's the whole story runs off like that. The voice acting is is as good as I just was right there, and and the story <laughs> I think is actually better. Jesus, Christ. yeah. Well, I had a little bit of inflection in there, but yeah, they, <laughs> the and they didn't have weird delays. Like that's the part I like the most. You could see where it was written, uh, where they have it. So it's like there's little snippets of each sentence, but the delay in each piece is so long. Where it's like Mega Man, look over there. It's yeah, a this... <laughs> building. <laughs> You're like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it's, it really just sounds like Capcom went down to their office and was like, anybody want to be in this game? You know, can can you, you want to be Mega Man? It, it just it sounds so unprofessional. And, and that's just uh, like we mentioned, just kind of how those those 90s Capcom PlayStation games were, I guess, getting voice actors wasn't that big of a deal for Capcom. Uh, but yeah, it even it, it kind of makes it just even more cringy just just for how bad the voice acting is and, and how it, it's just. It just comes out in a way that I, it didn't bother me back when I first played it. But playing it this time, it was hard for me not to just sit there. And every single line that came out of these characters, I was just sitting there shaking my head. Just like, oh, my God, can this just can we get this over with? Um, it, it's just one of those games that as bad as Mega Man 8 voice acting was and storytelling was, it's at least got that sort of weird like, oh, man, that's so bad. It's good. But Mega Man Legends, because it's trying to be so self-serious at times, it's really hard to take it seriously at all. 
Well, and and again, Mega Man Eight, you only see those kind of in little cutscenes. You don't have to see it through the levels. The levels are still classic action levels. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man Legends has an open world exploration section. That is what most of the game is, to be fair. And a lot of that is has a lot of those. You know, everyone talks because it's on it's on a CD. Why wouldn't everyone talk? So everyone talks, yes. and everyone has has a weird cadence and takes a long time to say things. And then even the people that that is just text boxes, random people you talk to in the town, all have like it's not just like like a sentence. Oh no, they all have like a book to read to you, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of talking. And most of what they say is absolutely pointless. Uh, yes. Really, all the story you you find in the game that moves the game along is given to you essentially as directions. I mean, you know, Mega Man just yells things out like, I need to go to that tunnel now. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll go to that tunnel now. So you have this open world, and you have these dungeons that are underneath the open world that are all connected, and that's where all the action is. Um, instead of being a you know action side-scrolling, almost Twitch-like event like an old Mega Man game is, this has some of the worst controls of any 3D action game I've played recently. I know it's not the worst from the time; there are definitely worse 3D action controls, but these are pretty miserable. The whole Mega Man controls like a tank. Yep. He is uh this was actually before the uh the uh, uh the DualShock came out. Right. So there were no analog sticks to to control poor Mega Man. Uh he is stuck with a uh, D-pad and shoulder buttons to get him around. And that is uh not optimal in a 3D space. Uh, it, it's amazing to see how far we've come that that's not really an issue anymore. Um so when you play something like this now, it just seems like it's almost unplayable. But back then, you know, we were still kind of wrestling with with how to make these characters work in a 3D space. And this was the best attempt that Capcom had. You know, they they did the tank controls with Resident Evil, and it worked fine in that for the most part. Uh, and then they, I guess they just decided to, to bring it over to Mega Man Legends, which doesn't work so fine in this one because this is a much, uh, it, it's, a faster paced action game than what resident evil was. So tank controls and, and moving him around with the bumpers and things like that. It, it is not great. In resident evil, the tank controls first off were bad then. I mean, I still yes. don't like the resident Evil controls, but because it was, uh, you know, everything was seen from a third person. You were, uh, it was different angles. Like you were watching it from cameras, you know, so you could, mm-hmm. the, the tank controls arguably worked. Also, most things in resident evil weren't extremely fast. Uh, I mean, there were some things that were, but, you know, especially at the beginning, most of the things you're fighting were just slow and monotonous. So the ability to, to kind of get away, even if the controls were bad, didn't hurt the game. It helped a game like that. But, yeah, this game has more enemies. A lot of them are faster. Some of them charge you. Some of them shoot things at you. But the angle is always behind you, like a like a Tomb Raider almost. So you can, you know, it's it's imagine Tomb Raider, but instead of any kind of speed, you you have to slowly use the D-pad 
to either turn or strafe, and then use the R button and L button to do the other one of those options. You can change it in the options menu. I think the default is that strafe is the directional pad, and mm-hmm. R and L is turn. But yeah, it makes it so, especially at first, you're like, oh my god, there's no speed to Mega Man. He kind of just slowly turns around, and you can get used to eventually how to make yourself circle strafe something, and that's that's kind of the key to any 3D game, is circle strafing. You can do it. It, it is doable. Once you get used to the controls, it's not terrible, but you have to spend probably, I mean, about an hour or so with it in some open areas to really get down some finesse with these controls, because they're not extremely tight. And thankfully, the game has an auto-aiming feature. Uh, you can hold down R2, and it'll, let, it'll, it'll make it so Mega Man will target the thing he's supposed to target, as opposed to having to look up and down. Because looking up and down with this system is even worse than the strafing and turning buttons, because mm-hmm. you have to hold... Uh, I think also R2, which is the auto-aim button, and push up or down, and your Mega Man will look up or down. Uh, that's horrible. That It's been so long <laughs> since I've played a game that had a look button, that I'm like, oh, that's right, this is what these games used to be like. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, you know, you say you might get, get some finesse with these controls. That's uh, That's using the term... <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get too finesse with this. It, it is going to be, you're just going to wrangle Mega Man into doing what you need him to do. Um, he just, he, he feels like a truck. You know, you talk about tank controls and if you literally replaced Mega Man with a tank in this game, it would feel at home because he's just that slow getting around. Um, and like you said, doing the circle strafe is really your, you know, the best thing to, to do in this game because at least the developers saw that those controls aren't the most ideal for a fast action game. So a lot of the enemies in this game are not very fast. You know, they just kind of sit in place. Uh, they move very slowly to the left or right. They may kind of approach you slowly. Um, but almost always, you've got enough time to maneuver Mega Man around to, to get the hit on them. Um, so it's bad controls, but at least the game is developed or made around it being bad controls there there's never a point in the game where it feels like um you know the game is trying to do more than what the controls are are possible for for what you can do with Mega Man. so once you do get the controls down you can play the game very easily but it's not ideal of course no it definitely it's clunky the whole time it's it's uh, there's a lot of times where you feel like at least for the circle strafing, I felt like I was just cheaping the game out to get through it, but I think that's honestly how yes. it's designed. Um, there's too many other uh, things that make it, control-wise, just impossible for you to have any real finesse. So what you got to do is just kind of find a way to... here. I found a way to move around this guy fast enough that I can jump when I need to jump, and you know, there's not too many bosses that require you to do more than that. Uh, sometimes there's some, some making sure you know to get out of the way of certain attacks, but generally... If you can circle strafe, it's just a matter of making sure you don't make a mistake or run into a building or do something that's going to stop you from getting out of the way of these shots. Um, and that's okay. I, again, a lot of those early 3D games uh, were exactly like that. Uh, to take the place of Mega Man finding uh, new weapons from defeating bosses, uh, this game has it where you find in these dungeons that are more like 3D exploration dungeons, you find treasure chests and uh, like holes in the wall you can look in, and you'll find other parts. Uh, like you'll find, oh, a flashlight, and here's a, you know, a a hollow metal tube or whatever the items are, and you take those items back to roll 
at your ship and later on a car you can rebuild. Uh, and she'll take those items and turn them into new guns for you. And so in addition to your regular shot, your jump, and your kick button, your kick button gets replaced by whatever your special weapon is. Uh, it, special weapon has its own energy bar. Most of the time, you're, you're not going to get too many shots off of those special weapons, but they are more powerful. Uh, some of them are more utilities. You can get things that lets you drill through some certain walls uh, with a drill arm you find later. Uh, you also find just general upgrades for Mega Man to let him jump higher, uh, extra armor plating so he can take more damage. You buy new health items. I mean, it's got an RPG element that the early Mega Mans never had, uh, which make it so that if you do get stuck on some bosses, and, I, and early on when I was playing this, I did get stuck a few times with, you know, I'm, I think I could dance around this well, but I keep making mistakes, and if I get it twice, I die. Wander around through these older dungeons, get some money up, go to the shop, see what you can buy there as well, and you'll get some upgrades that make this a lot more doable, even with making some mistakes because of the controls. And I think that's probably my favorite part of this whole game, uh, the whole uh, being able to upgrade his weapons, uh, find new things in the dungeons, uh, it, it it's just fun. You know, there, that's something that actually fits Mega Man, you know, would have, would have been actually kind of cool to, to have in the 2d games would be to have more, uh, control over the, the things you can upgrade and, and do with Mega Man, more like a, a Metroid kind of system, uh, where you can, you know, switch around and, and have him do different things here and there. Uh, and that's exactly what you get here. Uh, there's just a, a ton of fun to be had going around and, and finding these new upgrades, going back to the dungeons, drilling out of, uh, you know, some places in the walls or something that you couldn't get to before. Uh, it's, it's very rewarding in, in that sense. Um, it's not really needed that much. You know, if you, if you know how to play the game well enough, you probably don't even have to deal with it uh, at all. But, you know, if you're just looking to to kind of get a little bit more out of the game and, and upgrade Mega Man in, in a way that that's, it, it makes sense. Uh, he is a, a robot boy. You should be able to upgrade him. Uh, it, it's actually pretty fun. Well, one of the upgrades you find is you find an old helmet. You can take the old helmet yeah. back, and they'll turn it into the Mega Man helmet, and from that point on, you're no longer a Mega Man with no helmet, which was weird the whole time to not have a helmet. Uh, <laughs> you get that pretty late in the game, considering as well, too. But uh, it, I do like that part of it. I, I enjoyed that you would go out and find these new things to build new parts. And it wasn't it wasn't complex. It wasn't like you went out and found these parts and you went back and she's like, oh, you need six tubes and this much money and this other thing to make this gun. It was like, she's like, no, if you have the certain items, she'll make you that weapon. It's it's pretty cut and dry. Um, and, and it was fun to go back to those old dungeons, especially once I realized the holes in the wall that looked like, like just background were actually things you could interact with. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. So I went back to all the old dungeons and searched through. And I found some, like I found speed shoes, things I wouldn't have found otherwise. Uh, it was. It, I like that. I like the the exploration part of this is great. I enjoyed that a lot. I like, even though the dungeons are kind of boring, once you realize that they all kind of start connecting later on, I enjoyed kind of mapping that out fully as well, seeing all the things I could find. Um, combat itself still never got, I don't want to say exciting, but it, it seemed very much like once you knew... Once you had your gun upgraded where your range was far enough, you could hurt everything before it could get close to you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it definitely, aside from bosses, probably shouldn't have been that easy in most parts. Um, but the bosses themselves are all giant robots. There's no, <laughs> there's no variety in, in what you fight. They're all giant robots, and they all kind of have the same sort of attacks which is just big beams they shoot at you in some way or the other, and you just kind of have to avoid them and then circle around them and shoot them until they move out of the way and, and kind of keep repeating that over and over again, trying not to make a mistake. Did you finish this game? I did as a kid, yes. 
so there's a certain point in this game where you you find the secret to the island and kind of figure out what almost a secret to who Mega Man is. You kind of get it's this game kind of is said it was an origin story for this Mega Man. Mega Man Volnut is what they call him. Uh, and at, at that point, the game definitely gets harder. Like up until that part, which is probably about the 80% completion of the game, it's pretty easy. I think that, that the dungeons are all fairly easy, the bosses are all fairly easy. At that point is when it picks up a little bit, and then you get to some areas that are very heavy combat. Uh, you fight a lot of things at once, a lot of things that will chase you, uh, and then some bosses that do a few things different than the other big giant robots that you fought. Uh, so I do think it's it it's definitely a game that you need to get far enough in to really like it. I think if you only played through the first couple dungeons and the town, you might decide, I'm not playing this anymore. Especially the first... Once you get to the town after the first dungeon, you have like three boss battles back to back that are not interesting and mm-hmm. long. They're very long if you haven't upgraded. You have to do a lot of shots. Um, the first, one of the first boss encounters you have is to fight three different robots at once in the city that drive around on the roads, and that was a long fight. That was probably 20 minutes, which seems like the longest fight of all time uh, to get through that because I was doing such little amounts of damage, and you can only shoot them a couple times because your range is so low. And uh, it was definitely, uh, once I powered up, I plowed through it in a couple minutes. But the first time I did it, I was like, this is unbearable how long these fights could take. Yeah, and I, I, it really comes off uh, as just kind of tedious because a lot of the bosses really are just, here's a, they're going to lumber around in this area, this arena that you're in, and they're going to either shoot a giant laser at you or, or something. And basically the flow of battle is uh, dodge that, Take a take a few shots at the boss, wait for the next thing to slowly come at you, dodge out of that way, just and take some more shots and do that over and over and over. And like you said, if if you're not taking the time to power Mega Man's his buster up or use those uh, the extra weapons or anything like that, they can drag on. And it's uh, it's not exactly fun. The action in this game isn't its best best thing anyway. So when you're just sitting there doing the same thing over and over and over with these bosses, uh, it's it's you know it's almost sleep-inducing at times. Yeah, they, they, if you don't power up, they're too long. And then even going through the dungeons, there are parts where you just have to go through these tunnels over and over again, fighting the same things over and over again, and it does get uh, pretty tedious. But again, I do like the exploration part, so I was willing to put up with that just to map everything out and find all the secrets I could find in there. Um, the town itself we talked about a little bit. Uh, there are uh, several sections of the town. So there's the shop section, the main downtown section. There's an uptown section, which is where the mayor is and the police department. There's a, I guess it's a newer part of town that has a dock in it. Uh, that's mm. where you'll find uh, Mr. Dr. Wiley in his incarnation in this. He's just a guy <laughs> who runs a ship, and he seems very nice, uh, which is a different, an interesting choice to use Dr. Wiley in that, uh, in that place. But the other thing that's over there... Did you go to the TV station? Uh, yes. Yeah, back, I didn't this time, but I do remember going to it when I was a kid. Yeah, the TV station has several mini games that are kind of arcadey yes. games. They're not outstanding by any means, but it's a, a nice little addition. The kind of stuff that now we see in every game, you know. Like I, I, I was playing uh, Yakuza Zero, and and it's all side games. Like there, there's a game <laughs> in there that you're supposed to follow, but then there's you know there's slot car racing and there's darts and there's a million other things you can do in that game, and uh, and. This game, at this point in time, you know, 1997, 98, that wasn't a guarantee in every game. So it was nice to see those things in here, even in this early version of, you know, 
Mega Man's 3D town world uh, that, that they did have these little extra things you could do around. Uh, you can also help give money to the town to rebuild it because a lot of the town does get destroyed in parts during the early boss fights when you fight the pirates. Um, and, and yeah, like, like we said, the story is actually really interesting. They've built a, an interesting world to start a series of games on with Mega Man Legends. And, uh, you know, it didn't sell really well. It's kind of hard to get yourself to play the game long enough to get to where it gets to that point. I think it's oftentimes I don't like new games that have old characters in them because I think, why did they call it this? You know, if a game's not like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head, but uh, let's go with Resident Evil. We already talked about Resident Evil. So Resident Evil 1 through 4, I think, are pretty solid. Uh, controls on some of the other ones, not so good, but I think 4 is amazing, and I think 5 is good. But Resident Evil 6, not that great. And, and I think if they would have just released it as another game called like Super Zombie Street Fights, maybe it would have been amazing and maybe <laughs> I would have liked it. But I think because I expected Resident Evil, I didn't enjoy that. This is the game, though. I don't think having the Mega Man name hurts it. I think, if anything, if it was just called Little Robot Boy Adventure Town, I would not have played it. I would have not thought this game is not worth my time. It's a kid's game, especially the way it starts. I don't think I would have put enough time into it to get where it's good. So I think this is one of those rare cases where taking a character and putting him on a game that he's not necessarily going to fit in based on what you expect from his previous games actually works to this game's favor. Yeah, and it, you know, it's not that we were suddenly running running out of uh, other Mega Man games to play. You know, this was just kind of thrown out there as, as something different, you know, something new that that we hadn't seen before. And, you know, kudos to Capcom for, for having the imagination and, and wanting to actually do this because, you know, modern day Capcom sure isn't going to do it. Uh, so it was really neat back then to see, you know, even if it wasn't what you wanted uh, to see what these developers would do with these characters, bringing them into these 3d worlds that, you know, we had never seen these characters in before. Uh, you know, it was at, just like it was just awe-inspiring. The first time I saw Super Mario 64, uh, you kind of wanted that with with everything, every all of these classic NES characters and things like that. Uh, when they came, came into these kind of 3D worlds, you just wanted to be just like, oh man, this is this is a whole new world for for Mega Man, and it it kind of is. You know, uh, it didn't do everything right, but. It's I, I still think it's a damn charming little game. Uh, you know, if you can get past the controls, I, I would recommend it to anyone. Well, I think that especially rings true. Not just, you know, the controls are a little hard to get used to. Uh, and again, the beginning of the game does feel like it's made for five-year-olds. But after that, it really does pick up. And the world they built is really interesting. Um, this game didn't sell really well at release, but apparently picked up some steam later. And so Capcom said, we want to make a sequel. Uh, but before they could release the full-blown sequel, I guess they were worried about people forgetting about the 3D Mega Man world, or maybe they were just worried because the 32-bit era was already kind of coming to a close uh, by 1999-2000. They knew the other systems were on the horizon. So they released a kind of a, a prequel game, The Adventures of Tron Bon, which is just about the, the pirates, basically. And it still has the same kind of controls as this game, but instead of being a full-blown adventure game, it's a series of mini-games. I hadn't played this at all. I bought it and had never played it. Uh, and I played it after I finished Mega Man Legends for this podcast. And I think I might like it more than Mega Man Legends. It, it, did you play this at all? I never. I could never find it anywhere back when I was a kid. I was interested in it. I, I did see it in, in magazines and stuff like that. And Tron is probably the best character in this entire game. 
So I, I really wanted to see what they could do with a game based around her. And, you know, I remember getting really good reviews and, and there's a lot of people that still uh, really like it to this day. So I'm going to have to pick that up on PSN at some point and give it a try. Yeah, it is on PSN. That's how I that's how I'm playing it now. And it's again, it's it's not a straight adventure game. And other than just giving you the background of the pirates and some of the world, it's not it's not truly it doesn't have anything to do with Mega Man, really. But the the mini games on it are super fun. There's there's a kind of a straight action sequence where you're supposed to rob buildings and fight off police, and that's fine. That plays like the combat in Mega Man Legends did, uh, with some minor tweaks. There's a puzzle section, which is probably my favorite part of the game. Now I, I'm a big sucker for puzzle games, but especially ones where it's like Devil Dice or like something where you have a, a set number of moves to finish your piece. You know, finish your your the level. I love that kind of thing, and this is that. You use robots to pick up boxes and take them to a ship, and it's the dumbest thing. But I could play <laughs> it for hours. It's so good. Uh, it's hard. Like there are definitely some hard levels in it, but it's not. It's not a twitch hard. You know, it's a, it's a thought hard. I like that. And then the other, um, the other segments of the game are done kind of like the dungeon exploration sections of Mega Man Legends, but instead of being heavy action, these are heavy exploration there are keys there are locked doors there are locked chests there are traps you have to take uh, to take out by using your um your robot helpers that are all over the this the Mega Man legend series the guys that look like they have lego heads um mm-hmm. you use them to to find ways to stop traps and basically dig your way through these these uh caves to find the treasures you're looking for and that all does lead to a story that does tie into their bigger world as well um, but again, it's not a full adventure game. An interesting game to see where they took what they already built with Mega Man Legends. Uh, it looks prettier. It moves better. Even with the bad controls, I think it's a lot tighter of a controlling game. And instead of just having uh, blocky 3D people talking with sound over everything, everyone has like a little cartoon portrait now. And it makes it so it, it gives them a lot more um, emotion to the characters. It makes it a lot more anime-like in that way, but it also makes them feel more like interesting characters. I think in Mega Man Legends, because everyone's still just this blocky person that talks to you, uh, a lot of the character is gone from those characters. I think it adds a lot more in, in The Adventures of Tron Bon. But then, that game came packaged with the demo for the true sequel, Mega Man Legends 2, which takes everything that this game gave you and it makes it way better. First off, the DualShock was around, so it uses DualShock controls. On its own, that makes it a world's better. Once you go, <laughs> and uh, literally three minutes in, I'm running around with the, with the two control sticks, and it's like all the action games you know now. It's not quite as refined, but it's that, you know, you can control the the, the camera really easy with that second stick because it's how you're going to strafe around, and, and you get a lot more speed, and you're, like, I, I was flying around the room. Like, this is wonderful. Uh, the story is much darker uh, than the Mega Man Legends story. It, in just in the first two hours or whatever, it's it's way darker. The town is more interesting because it looks like you're going to go to a lot of different places. I've played all of two two hours of this, but it's it's taken what you started in Mega Man Legends, and it's like it's made a game for instead of five and, and seven year olds, this game is definitely for like fifteen year olds, but <laughs> but still <laughs> just as fun. I think it it definitely takes all the things that Mega Man Legends did and and refined it. Um, there was supposed to be a third sequel. It never came out, uh, probably because I don't believe Mega Man Legends 2 sold incredibly well. It was the end of the, the 32-bit era, and, you know, people wanted classic Mega Mans again. Uh, after Mega Man Legends 2, the next real Mega Man games was Mega Man 9 and 10, which were full, you know, 
8-bit remakes on current systems. So Capcom decided to just stick with what worked. Uh, for better or worse, I do like those games, but I, I kind of think the Mega Man Legends series had a chance to be something really special. And, and I don't know, you know if we'll ever get to see that at this point since almost everyone attached to that is no longer with Capcom. Yeah, I know there's a there's a lot of people that would love to see a, a new Mega Man Legends game, but I, you know, unless Capcom just loses their mind or or it just makes something that it would be completely out of uh out of what they usually make these days, which is mostly just working on their old sequels, and they seem like they've just completely forgotten about Mega Man at this point. Uh, I I would be shocked, but I would love to see it. I mean, I, there's I don't know if the original Mega Man Legends was just made for children if that was their intent or what, but there was something about that game, even though the story is just super cringy and, and the voices are terrible and the game's clunky as all hell. I think it, I think it deserved to be a, a damn good series. And it sounds like I, I never got to actually play Mega Man legends too. Uh, it sounds like that game was, was everything that this game should have been. Uh, maybe Capcom should have just waited for the dual shock to come out because I, I don't know, maybe the controls just turned off a lot of people. I do know a, a few friends of mine that, that did play it back in the day and they didn't make it an, an hour into it just because of how awkward it is to control Mega Man and just how kind of tedious the action is. So I, I kind of wish that Mega Man Legends 2 was just the game that came out instead of Mega Man Legends. It sounds like that is that is the game that, that should have debuted this, this whole story and, and world that Capcom created. Well, all three of these games are available on the PlayStation Network, so you don't have to pay a lot of money to hunt them down. I guarantee trying to find copies of all of these would be uh, a little pricey, uh, but thankfully you can get them on PSN for, I think, 10 bucks a piece. Well worth it. Uh, I think you got to kind of force yourself to get back in the mindset of, of accepting those controls for the first game. But even with that, I think it's an interesting take on Mega Man. It's an interesting world they created, even if it wasn't Mega Man. Like I said, I think it helps uh, getting people interested to call it Mega Man Legends, but it it really is its own unique game uh, that, that takes a character we know and puts him in a totally different place, and, and it works really well. I highly recommend it. So next week, we're going to go back to the Genesis for a game that I've somehow never really played, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. I don't remember who picked this. I think it was Billy. Hopefully, he'll be back to play it with us. Uh, but I'm very excited about it uh, because it's one of the first Genesis games I remember seeing. And I know I remember playing it in a, in a Toys R Us and thinking, what a neat game, and then going home with a Graphics game because that's what I owned at the time. <laughs> Uh, did you never play like the arcade game either? I no, know it's kind of different. I didn't even know it was an arcade game, so that'll be interesting yeah. to see. Um, I mean, I'm sure it. I'm sure it was. I, there weren't a lot of arcades I got to go to as a kid. Uh, it was one of those things. There wasn't one near me uh, where I where I grew up, unless I went to the mall. And so the only time I really got to spend time in arcades is if I went to Bush Gardens. Uh, Bush Gardens had arcades everywhere. That's actually where I I played most of the arcade games I played as a kid that I really really liked. That and Chuck E. Cheese. So I had never played Moonwalker. I guess I think uh, I think you'll like it. I mean, it's it's a it's definitely one of those early classic Genesis games, uh, especially that that music 
Oh man, that's I, I think I remember that actual the the Genesis sound chip moonwalker or uh, music more than I do the actual uh, real Michael Jackson uh, music. So that's that's how much I actually played it back in the day. Well, for the first time in several weeks, we actually have a listener question. On Facebook, George wrote us a question and said, Are there any games you wanted to but never played because at the time you couldn't, but now you still haven't played them because you don't want to be disappointed? Um, I know I've brought this one up several times on this podcast, and I have still yet to ever play it. Um, Zelda 2. Uh, and it's not so much because I don't want to be disappointed with it. It's just because I've heard so much about it at this point that I don't think I could ever enjoy it. Um, I know you actually played through the entire thing not too long ago and and uh, said it wasn't as bad as what everybody says it is. But that is just one of those games that I don't think I could ever go into it and be like, man, I, it, I don't think I could treat it fairly because of just everything I've heard about it. Uh, over the years, and you know, I, I wouldn't be able to to enjoy it, uh, even though I don't think it's very enjoyable in the first place from from everything I've heard. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you haven't played that even a little bit before. It's I mean, I played it a little bit. I it's not something I've ever sat down and was just like, man, I'm gonna beat this one. I, I actually played it as a kid. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I, I went to my cousin's house uh, in Kentucky, and and he had actually bought it. Um, you know, I was used to Zelda and I didn't, I didn't even see any previews for Zelda two and he had it. He was like, I got Zelda two here. And so I sat down with it and was like, this ain't Zelda. What are you talking about? But you know, it, 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 it was obviously, it just was not the Zelda that, that I wanted and there were a lot of people wanted. And I never, ever sat down with that again, really, uh, to, in, with the intent of, of playing through it because every time, um, I, I kind of I did see it. I was like, that's that's not what I want to play. So I'm pretty sure if, if I did actually sit down with it now, I'd just be like, ah, I, I can't do it. I can't deal with it. It, it is not good. I mean, I, I did finish it. It's not as bad as I said it was, because I think before I finished it, I probably spent a year talking about how I'd never play it again. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was when I'd never finished. So I had to go back and finish it. And it's it's not good. Uh, that's not what I would pick, though. And thinking back for consoles, I couldn't think of any games for traditional consoles that I had this issue with. But for me, it's arcade games. There are plenty of arcade games that I remember flashes of playing. Because, again, I didn't get to go, go to arcades too often. And at the time, you know, we're talking the, the mid-'80s, late-'80s, uh, arcades were still worlds ahead of what consoles could do. So if you went to, you know, the arcade and you played an arcade version of Commando, and you go home and play the Nintendo version of Commando, yeah, it, it's good. But it's not as nice as that arcade version. That arcade version of like Akari Warriors was incredible. And you go and play the Nintendo mm-hmm. version, it, it's fine. It was it was good. It was a good version of that. But it wasn't the same thing. So for me, it would be games that didn't really exist on a console that I could easily get. Uh, the two games I'm thinking of off the top of my head were... Uh, there's a game called Quartet that was a Sega game. It's a very basic kind of flying... I mean, it's a... It's a a shooter like Contra is, but your guys also had jetpacks and they'd fly around in parts. Uh, it's not a graphically amazing game. I don't know what it is about Quartet. I honestly think it's the music that had me hooked, but I never got to play it on a console because it was only available on the Sega Master System, which I didn't own at the time. And I didn't know that anyway. And I could never find it. And now I have a Master System, and I could probably find a copy of Quartet or a ROM, but I know it's not going to be as good as what I want the arcade to be. And I did try the MAME 
uh, you know, a MAME uh, emulator to find a, a version of it, and it's it was disappointing. And so now I'm afraid to look at those old games. Uh, Rastan's one that I remember trying to play a million times. Uh, actually, console-wise, I would say any of the Neo Geo action games. Um, I remember Magician Lord being one when I played in the in the arcades. I was like, this game's amazing. If I had this at home, I would play this all day long. I bet it's not that good. I don't want to know. In my mind, I remember it being amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say one that on a one other one, a newer one, I guess, on the PlayStation would be, um, oh God, what was that uh, Square Enix game? It kind of came late uh, in in the console's life. Am I, is it um, Valk? Oh God, Vagrant Story. Vagrant Story. Yes, I was actually I've heard thinking so about many that. things about that, like so many amazing things. But there's so many of those PlayStation games that I haven't played that I go back to now that I heard for years are amazing, and they they just they do not hold up unless you played them back in the day and have some like fond memories of them, like Mega Man Legends. Uh, if you play it now, brand new, you're just like this is unplayable. It, a lot of the Square games, I think, follow that because they tried so hard to be different than a standard RPG format, or at least the what you're used to, that they added system upon system upon system. Vagrant Story is like that. I, I have it on, it's again on the PlayStation Network, I've downloaded it, and it's got, it's another one of those games where you can upgrade your weapons, but the upgrading weapon system is massive. It's immense, and I'll mm. never figure it out. I mean, I could look it online and figure out the best thing to do, but I'm, you know, it's like, why? What's the fun in that? I'd like to figure it out. And then when you try, it's just, it's over my head. And, and that's a good one, though, where I, I think that's another one I remember uh, really, really liking when it came out. And I, and I traded or sold it in because I needed money or something. So when it came out on PlayStation Network, I was like, yes! And 20 minutes in, I'm like, I am lost. I don't know. I don't know how to play this properly. I don't know. Yeah, I th- a lot of the PlayStation stuff that I think would have been amazing when it was new, um, I'm not afraid to play them, but it's really hard to still accept those graphics. The, the yeah. early PlayStation 3D graphics are... You know, this is a game, this is a, a, a podcast about old games, and I can play old Nintendo games. I mean, I still love to use my Intellivision. All those old blocky games, it's not a matter of graphics. They play well still. Some of that 3D PlayStation era games, which we just put up with how bad they were because it was like, oh, but this is in 3D, so it's cool. Now, I mean, even even Mega Man Legends we talked about today, the control's almost bad enough that it's it's real hard to say, yeah, yeah, it's a great game, you should play it, because that control is so bad. And and the graphics on it are definitely not stunning. Yeah, there's. Uh, I think that's those are probably the hardest games to to come back to and really, as far as like if you haven't played them uh, before and you've heard so many good things about them, if you really want to sit down and enjoy them, it's really really hard just because of just how bad those 3D games have aged from the PlayStation. And it really sucks because there were some really good ideas and and good games on there, but. Things have become so streamlined now that it, it it's just it's hard to go back to something like that. I think finally on on this same topic, the only other games where I run into this issue is role playing games, and that's because they're so big and so immense that I I'm not going to have the time to play all the ones I want to play. So games I was never able to play because I didn't have the system for it. Um, I just finally got a copy of Skies of Arcadia. I never had it for Dreamcast, and I never got it for GameCube. I have a copy now for Dreamcast. And all I heard about it is how amazing this game is. Uh, did you play Skies of Arcadia? 
Yeah, that game's amazing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I can't get into it. I don't know what oh, it is. Man. I'm not far, and and it's again. I think it's just I haven't put the time in. But I'm just like, yeah, all right, I'll get to it eventually. There, there's been plenty of role playing games I picked up that I remember hearing good things about. Star Ocean. Um, what's the the one that's basically fake Star Wars? Um, uh, doesn't matter. Uh, Star Ocean. Uh, not Star Ocean, but it, it's something like that. I'll edit that out. Doesn't matter. There's plenty of role playing games on on these systems that I, I want to play. And having them on the PlayStation Network, I think I've downloaded all the ones I never did play. I never did play Suicode N2, but that one I guarantee will be good. So I have it now. I'm excited about that. But I download Wild Arms again, and I'm five minutes into that, and I'm like, oh. Oh, man, even back then, when that came out, you know, I, I played through it, but even back then, I was like, this isn't much better than, than a pretty average Super NES RPG. Uh, I, one for me, I think that I would probably... I really wanted to always play, but I've never touched it. Was Fantasy Star Three? Yeah, I, yeah, those are long, and I never finished. I love the first Fantasy Star, but now they're all on the Sega collections, the Sonic collections, and I've tried to play them, and I they're just too too big. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten into them. Uh, you know, the the other one I'd say for uh, I never had a Saturn. I wanted a Saturn, but I wasn't going to buy one because by the time I could afford one, there was nothing on it I needed, but. I was also a giant working designs fan. I had all the working designs released for the Sega CD and the Turbo Graphics and all the games they put them on. I never had Magic Knight's Ray Earth. Oh man, Saturn. that was that was pretty good. That was I mean it wasn't amazing, but I really liked it. You know, that was basically 100% anime all the way through, but it was uh, it was still a really fun little RPG. It wasn't very long, but it was it was pretty fun. Well, and that again, it was the only working designs game at that point I didn't have uh, that I didn't have because a lot of the other working designs games that were put on Saturn were also on PlayStation or whatever. But that's the only one that was only on Saturn that I didn't mm-hmm. have, and I I was like, man, I really want that game. And it I it came to a point where I almost bought a Saturn with it that was traded in when I was working at uh, Electronics Boutique. But I was like, I still can't drop three hundred bucks on this to feel mm-hmm. like. I need Magic <laughs> yeah. Knights Ray Earth. Uh, so that's when I, I, I don't really want to play at this point. Like, I'm sure it's fine, but it, the time I would have enjoyed it has passed, and <laughs> and I'm never going to get to play it. So in my mind, it's the best role-playing game I've never played, and perhaps it's not that good. Did Who you knows? ever play uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga? No, and that that's a game I would play, but that's a game that's impossible to find. Yeah. Um, I think I could probably get a copy of Panzer Dragoon Orta somewhere. Uh, but those are games I, I did try the original Panzer Dragoon, because we had it in the store and I was able to try it. And I didn't get into it, but I still liked the idea. I just didn't have enough time to play it to get good at it. So I, I could definitely see myself playing those. But that's one that, not that I'm afraid to play it, but I just haven't found a good way to play it. Uh, and I would try that one. But uh, see, the, the only reason I mention that is because, you know, it's always, you know, in, in certain circles considered one of the best uh, RPGs of that time. And... Uh, I, I've played it back in the day. I actually bought it and stupidly sold it for like ten bucks at, at Electronics Boutique a few months later after I beat it. Um, but that I, I don't know if uh, anyone could actually go into that one now after hearing how how good it is, and and be able to sit down and and be like, oh man, you're right. You'd you'd probably sit down and look at it and be like, this is a fucking mess of a game. But you know, back then, especially on the Saturn, that game was amazing. Well, that whole series gets spoken of highly, but. Um, 
Yeah, someday. Maybe we'll get to cover it sometime if we can all get Saturns and play Panzer Dragoon Saga. That probably will not happen, uh, and it definitely won't happen next episode because we're going to be talking about Michael Jackson's Moonwalker on the Sega Genesis. Very excited to talk about that. Until then, please find us online or at Retrovania.net. You can find us on Twitter at Retrovania.net, on Facebook at Retrovania.net, and we will see you next time, hopefully with Billy.